Welcome back to JJ Today. This is episode two. Uh, as of right now, it's untitled, but I'm sure we'll have a title picked out by the uh, by the end of the episode. Um, I am Knight. And it's JC. And today we got quite a few things in store. Um, but first, let's talk about last week. Uh, it was our first podcast. I think it went really well. Obviously, there was a little bit of nervousness, nervousness at the beginning, but uh, I think we kind of smoothed that out as the podcast went on. Uh, what about you? Yeah, um, I definitely appreciate the feedback that we did get. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't even think we were going to get anything. I didn't want uh, biased opinions from our friends, so it was kind of shout out to you guys for uh letting us know it like right after you guys listened um but other than that yeah uh last week i think we probably touched on a lot of good things as an opening show and uh we just got a lot more to come yeah yeah no i had a lot of fun last week it was cool um listening back to it i thought we made some good points obviously we uh like I said, there was there was a little bit of nervousness, a little bit of stuff to smooth out, but um, I think it I think it can be really good going forward. Uh, I enjoyed it a lot. I did make one partially wrong statement, uh, at least one, but one was pointed out to me by our uh, good friend Nicholas. I w- it, it was brought to my attention that I said Todd Gurley was the highest paid running back in football last year, which technically was true up until week one. So all through the off season, he was. Uh, in the slot to be the highest paid, but uh, Ezekiel Elliott got ended up by uh, right before. Oh, yeah, that's right. He he was the highest paid running back in football. So there's a shout out to you, Nicholas. Um, Stat man. Yeah. (laughs) Defending the Cowboys, but uh, all right. So what are we opening up with today? Uh, Today, since we didn't get to get to it last week, we got the drink of the week. And uh, we got a beer from Rogue called Hazelnut Brown Nectar. I think Knight could give you a little more insight on what we're going to be sipping on here today. Yeah, first, let's do uh, one crucial thing in trying any, any, anything, really, but especially a beer. Let's, uh, let's, let's let it breathe for a minute. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to crack it open. And give it a little pour real quick. Okay, that's an interesting color. Yeah, I guess we'll see. I did not pour it very well. There's a (laughs) lot of foam. (laughs) So uh, I will give some background information on it. So uh, yeah, so as as JC said, it's Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Um, It has a year-round availability. Uh, It's available in 22-ounce bottles, uh, 12-pack of – or I mean a six-pack of 12-ounce cans, uh, six-pack of 12-ounce bottles, and in select locations, you can get it draft. Uh, The flavor profile that they kind of advertise even on the can is a a more of a nutty toffee-ish flavor with obviously kind of a malt uh, alcohol-ish taste. And yeah, I don't I don't really know what to expect. I'm kind of giving it a smell right now. It definitely has a malt smell. Yeah, and then how we're deciding to do it, uh, I kind of came up with it last second, but uh, 
it's gonna be a rating system one through five and it's gonna be five categories we're gonna go based off the look which it's looking pretty nice i am into darker beers yeah yeah and the 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 can design is really simple but kind of smooth too it it definitely looks uh it doesn't look necessarily like a beer looking at the can. Yeah, at I was thinking that. I was like, man, if it, I would have got pulled over, they probably would have thought it was like a six-pack of coffee or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. Looking at the can, it straight up looks like a iced coffee. Like uh, it's it's kind of a tannish, uh, even almost like a matte finish on the can. It oh, yeah. It looks kind of cool. And then uh, second on the category list, we have smell, which off the bat, Knight said, got that malt. Definitely has that malt. Yeah. I'm not smelling the toffee or the, the nutty, the hazelnut yet, but maybe it's in the taste. I don't know. Yeah. Considering the taste, uh, should we? Yeah. Let's, let's, we might as well go ahead and do that. Yeah. All right. Let's go in. Strong. It's strong on the malt taste on the first sip. And then, yeah, that aftertaste, you definitely get that hazelnut. Yeah, I like it. Um, so far, I, I think the first drink, you definitely taste the malt, and you kind of expect to get punched in the mouth by it, and then it kind of like mellows out. Um, that's what I kind of that's what I kind of had on that first that first drink. I took a bigger drink than maybe <laughs> maybe than a sip, but. <laughs> Yeah, you just want to wet that palate. So, funny thing is, if you look on the can itself, it says pair with a grilled cheese sandwich, pork chops, or bread pudding. That's kind of interesting. <laughs> well, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. This is a uh, 5.6% alcohol level. So, it's it's yeah. not necessarily one of those put-you-on-your-ass beers, but you could definitely knock a few of these down. Yeah, I definitely like uh, drinking it out of the glass more than I did the can. Yeah. The can comes with that metallic filling or taste, and it definitely takes all the nuttiness away. It's straight up malt and, like, metal. Yeah, and then beers also have a texture to them when it comes to drinking. But, is like, can you feel anything from it? Like, a. It doesn't necessarily taste too heavy, and it's not. I thought we we kind of talked about it a little bit uh, when we picked this drink out, and I I kind of had a, a feeling it was going to be thick, and so far it's it's not. It's it's actually pretty, it's pretty smooth. Maybe even like lighter than a lot lighter than what I expected it to be. Yeah, if I could give it a comparison to anything, it's kind of like if either Bud Light or Budweiser had a baby Guinness. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's about the mix between the two. Because you um, you get that really light, light flavor and carbonation that kind of overpowers everything. That's why you get that taste till afterwards. Yeah. Like you don't get the true taste till afterwards. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely see what you mean here. So, how was the? Uh, let's talk about the pricing on the Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. 
I spent about nine dollars on a six pack, but uh, I I was hearing that you maybe had a different experience. <laughs> Man, when it comes to our drink of the week, I definitely was not looking at the price because I was not concerned. I was just trying to get the same same beer as you, so I was just glad the dude had it, and <laughs> I didn't look till afterwards. Uh, when I got in the car, I was like, man, I didn't even think about it. I was just like, yeah. Duh, 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 duh. It came out to like 16 something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to, okay, I'm trying to figure so, out what the hell, man. <laughs> so with with that in mind, is this a $16 and something since six pack beer? Definitely not. I don't. I, yeah, I don't know that it is. I don't know. It's not bad. Like I'm, like I've, I've almost finished the entire can at this point. Um, I feel like the bigger drinks you take, the more, um, the more non-malt taste you yeah, get. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think that it's worth uh, necessarily that much. I don't think that it stands out that much. It definitely does come through with the malt taste a little too strong. Yeah. And because of that, it doesn't. It's not <clears throat> necessarily that the malt taste is a bad thing, but it doesn't stand out from, you know, your, your one ninety nine malt. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't stand out from your forties. So like, I don't, I don't really know that uh, it would be worth that much. Okay. So going back to the categories, uh, we're going to start with the look again. Um, <clears throat> because I really like the profile of it and it's not that uh, regular looking like golden ale. Right. Uh, through for a one through five, I'm gonna go ahead and give it like a four. I'll go ahead and throw a four yeah. out there. Yeah, I think inside and out, it's a good looking beer. Um, it the the design of it and everything, it looks really professional, and it looks like something that you when you look at, you're like, damn, I have to try that. So, um, for that reason alone, because because it drew our eyes as the first ever drink of the week, I have to give it a five because that I okay mean, we could have chosen anything and this was our first. So um, I'm gonna give it a five in the looks department. And just so you know, I'm gonna keep these stats for the wrong wrong run, the long run, <laughs> the, long, the, the wrong run, <laughs> just so we can uh, see if we made the right decisions later on when because yeah. then we could uh obviously we're implementing our top five today this can refer to that later on as well yeah yeah no for sure and then the next in the category is the smell like we said it uh strong malt smell as as well as the taste off the bat i'm gonna give for the smell i'm gonna give it a two um only because only because like i said it doesn't stand out from any other malt yeah, smells yeah it I, I'm not, I'm like the, the hazelnut and the toffee is not breaking through in the smell department. It, you can definitely taste it, um, but you cannot smell it. So yeah, for that, I'm going to give it a two for sure. Yeah, I'm not too, I'm not necessarily fruitful, uh, but more tropical. Uh, I'm usually into, and uh, for me, I'm going to have to give it. Just gonna one up you and do a three on that. All right. So what's your next grading? Uh, the next on the grading categories is the taste. 
salty taste. It, pre- it pretty much resembles the smell. Yeah. Uh, it's not a beer that I'd say, hey, let me get another one of those. <laughs> yeah, no. But I mean, uh, based off the fact that, you know, we're not trying to look for our, our new favorite. Um, well, maybe we are, depending on, you know, what we come across. Yeah. Depending on what we find. The, the the problem with it becoming our new favorite is we're trying to find a little bit more rare of beers um, or drinks. It, sometimes it'll be mixed drinks too, but we're trying to find a little bit of more of the rare ones. So the problem with them being becoming our favorite would be uh, they're harder to find, obviously. So Yeah, and also yeah. Uh, us trying to get the same thing is what's also difficult because uh, we haven't touched on it yet, but... Uh, if you didn't know, Josh is up in Washington, and I'm over here in California, so he doesn't necessarily have what I have over here, and vice versa. So, just to keep that in mind, and yeah. if you guys do know like a good site that uh, we could both order from, and don't have to worry about stressing through the week, <laughs> not even that it's a stress, but uh, yeah, let us know. Uh, yeah, hold on, and the and the big takeaway from this is my name is Josh. Oh, <laughs> fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> now nah, it's all good. It's all good. Damn it. Now you know what one of the J's stands Damn for. It. The next one will be a mystery. You guys will know, find out what the hell. Shout out to JJ you know today. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> going back to the taste. Because it's not giving me the flavor profile, I'm looking for... I'm going to go ahead and give that a three as well. I feel like I'm giving it more credit than than it needs. Yeah. Yeah, typically typically we're, we're going to probably stay more towards the middle on the first one because we don't have anything to compare it to, you know. So um, in, this, in this situation, I'm going to compare it against all the other malts that I've had. And um, I think it's – I think it is a little bit better than – most that I've had so for that reason I, I was leaning towards a two but for that reason I will give it a three because it is a little bit better a little more enjoyable um, is it something yeah is it is it something that like you said that was going to become our new favorite or that we're going to you know ask for another or maybe even you know run to the store to pick up a, a large quantity probably not but it's not bad I don't I definitely don't um hate it like I'm I'm enjoying what I'm drinking right now it's just it is what it is I'm, I, I'm not really much of a malt yeah. person I guess. <laughs> same same okay so let's go ahead and hit the fill category I'm not too big when it comes to carbonation and beers I like that nice subtle smooth if if that makes sense yeah so given that this is highly carbonated and like too bubbly for me uh, I'm going to give it a two. Yeah, I was also kind of leaning two on that one. Um, same reason. Uh, I'm not necessarily against, for the most part, I'm not necessarily against the, the whole carbonation or even, you know, bottle over can thing. I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of, you know, in the in the middle of both. But for this one specifically, yeah, I feel like it it, uh, it didn't help. It didn't help the can. It didn't help. Like now that the more I think of it, it's kind of like a uh, like a hazelnut cider. Yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. And this is our first drink of the week. 
but we do have to give it an overall one through five. The profile's not too high for me on this one. So as you're talking about with the overall score, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give myself at least a pass to be able to change it later, only because this is the first one. Any other, any other rating after that, it, you know, it's set in stone. But this one, we don't really have anything to compare it to. So I'm going to give it a two out of five for now. Um, but I'm leaving it open to change later. Like I, like I said, if, you know, depending on what we, what we have, we don't really have anything to compare it yeah. to right now. So, and considering that I'm a, a big IPA person, um, like I said, I'm giving it a little bit too much credit on the taste with a three. I'm also going to join you with a two at the overall. Yeah. So let me go ahead and tally that down there. Did you, were you, I told you before <laughs> we started that these stats are going to stay in the notes, man. All right, good. Yeah, so drink of the week, Rogue Hazelnut Brown Nectar. Uh, today we enjoyed a nice little 12-ounce. I can't say that I'm going to finish this six-pack because I do, I do have that <laughs> Lagunitas. Very fast. Yeah, yeah, I want to try that. I definitely I'll save one that. of those. And we do have um, a couple others in mind for next week. We haven't we haven't quite decided yet. But if you do have a recommendation, or if you have one that maybe that not a lot of people know about that you want to give us a, give us the, some inside information on, that'd be cool. Um, we're looking for whatever whatever you got, as long as it's not you know super super mainstream. We're not looking for you to be like, okay, yeah, try the uh, the Bud Light Lime. <laughs> You know, like, oh my god, have you tried the seltzer? You know, yeah, yeah. Have you guys tried white no, claw? No, I don't, I don't think so. We're not trying, yeah. Um, we're looking for a little more hidden than that, so yeah, no Bud uh, Light, no, no, yeah, cores, no Corona. Yeah, speaking no of corona, corona, what were you gonna say? Were you gonna touch on, touch on some Corona? Uh, yeah, well, let's let's talk about the coronavirus. Uh, not not necessarily yeah. go deep, it's not into necessarily it, positive but, uh, or negative, it's like a a weird, weird, weird thing just along with Corona in general. Yeah, something we wanted to talk about was um, schools closing yeah. down. Uh, whether it be some states are for the rest of the school year, um, some are trying to get back open here pretty soon. But either way, it's probably going to be for until after summer. So what are you thinking about that? Uh, me personally, because I have children in the household uh and i do not have an essential job that is i am designated babysitter <laughs> slash substitute teacher is it designated paid uh, nah, substitute nah. teacher slash <laughs> i kind of you know yeah that's yeah taking that's on rough. some responsibility it's not too bad i love the girls they're easy yeah um I, I I was hearing about that there's some states um, that are saying that okay we're gonna we're gonna lower the requirements this year for like graduation and to yeah. move on and whatnot and and I've heard that also some uh, some other states more in the Midwest are kind of thinking that they're gonna make the seniors um, repeat the mm. year and I I think that is absolute bullshit. Um, but I don't know. What, you would what do you think, think about by it? now, like at least as far as seniors go, and 
the resources that we have nowadays that they'd be able to do online work at this point in in a high school yeah. uh, academic because you don't really see that too much uh, in high school as far as needing to do online work outside of school for school like I was I was about to say man uh, online colleges are thriving right now <laughs> this is their peak because uh, it sucks because only college kids are the only ones that could benefit from this because uh, they're used to having online classes whether they're uh, on campus or not and uh, I think it's a kind of a struggle for people that have essential jobs but are probably gonna have to lose their job because now they have to take care of their kid more because school's out i'm not saying that's a bad thing but it's just unfortunate i think it's important to note that up until now we kind of took for granted how important of a job school teachers have um i never thought about it as much i mean i I was a little shit in school, <laughs> so thinking back, thinking back on it now, I definitely appreciate the patience that my teachers had for me or with me and with all yeah. with the people who were worse or the people who were better. It takes a lot. Um, I see a bunch of I see a bunch of posts everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter about um, about parents saying that you know wow my two kids they're a handful uh i i don't know how these teachers do it and these teachers are doing it with you know 25 to 40 kids in a class so i i definitely think that they're underappreciated in that regard and i i salute you for doing your doing your job better than most people could because most people would not be able to not necessarily put up with it i don't want to make it seem like dealing with children is like a negative thing but they are a they don't they don't go times, to college and... to become babysitters you know what i mean that's not what yeah they're yeah. there to do their job plus plus some and i've heard it plenty of times i'm yeah. sorry from so teachers I... like uh, i'm not your babysitter so i'm not gonna deal with you so you could go to the office or get right. sent to another class sorry <laughs> right right yeah no i i just i just definitely wanted to give a shout out to the teachers because they are the backbone of our society when it comes down to it. I mean, look how many people, like everybody obviously in in the U.S. has to go to school. And the vast majority are not homeschooled or the vast, everybody has to get an education, but the vast majority are not homeschooled. So everybody's going through the, uh, the education system. And I just feel like we don't appreciate I, I think we will for a little bit now after after the whole coronavirus thing dies off or, you know, whatever, however the end to that is. I think we'll, we'll appreciate them a little bit more now, and that's nice. But I think that um, it's it's definitely an underappreciated uh, yeah. occupation. That's for sure. sure. It's fun. School being out the rest of the year. Uh... For those of you that are gonna be home with your kids, there's so much out there that you can can be doing with them aside from uh, educational things. There's life skills you can teach them. Uh, you know, some things that me me and Knight we used to go around our neighborhood uh, asking to wash cars. You know what I mean? Trying to make a dollar. 
I'm not saying go and do that. I'm talking about yeah. uh, teach your kid to mow the lawn, uh, you know, uh, make some scrambled eggs or teach them to bake something simple, uh, yeah. something that yeah. they're going to need because uh, we've we depended on ourselves at an early age to where we knew how to, you know, whip something up if we were hungry. Yeah, we'd be getting out of we'd be getting out of class at 215, go home and make a. JC's go 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 to JC's house and make the entire pound of bacon. Oh man. <laughs> just to just to have his mom pissed at us when she comes. That's literally like all we had was like we made bacon sandwiches. It was bees, no BLTs, bees. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, bees yeah, and cheese. Oh man. Bees and cheese. It was bees and cheese. That's all you need. But yeah, going back to the whole uh, being at home, uh, now uh, we're being given packets to have the girls do throughout the week. And I can say that it is quite the stack of papers for a kindergartner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, they're trying to keep them busy. I, um, I told my little sister we would dedicate an hour out of the day to do her packet uh there's no set number of how many pages she does because i don't want her to feel like you're gonna do 10 pages today and that seems like a lot to her so it's like all right we'll do a couple here a couple here here and there and then gradually it ends up being yeah collectively like 10 15 pages so i'm glad that she's enjoying it i know she misses school she mentioned that she missed her teacher and she's only in kindergarten. You know what I mean? So again, shout out to those teachers. Uh, I can say like in these times, I wish we got to experience something like this next segment, which is the top five video games, our top five video games that we've played over the years uh, that brought us a lot of joy. And if we had this much time, Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. We would thrive. Yeah. (laughs) We had the time that the, so the kids today with have. that, we're going to go ahead and jump um, into the top five video games growing up. Go ahead, Knight. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will lead off with my number five. I guess we'll go kind of in a... Uh, in a you want uh, to toss it back and forth? You know, we'll go... Nice. Yeah, we'll toss it back and forth. So uh, my number five is kind of a tie between two games, but because they're kind of the same game, I'll, I'll say them both. Um, I had ah. NFL Street number two, which came out in 2004, and the Madden franchise. Now, I put Madden 08 just because I know that yeah. that's the one you and I played the most, but um, but I mean, you can fill them in. We played them since, I don't know, what, 2004, 2003, when, when, when yeah. we actually like, started <laughs> buying them all. So. We, be- we had made it a thing. Um, me and Knight probably had the bigger collection, of course, but we had tried to make it a thing to where no matter what game it was that we were into, that we would collectively just every year get the newest edition because we had to stay up on our game and not only not have the games, but just have that collection in general. And uh, I know we say taking a lot for granted a lot in our podcast, but that's another thing like the t- the way with the times are changing and a lot of things are uh digital downloads and you can just download whatever and then not have you know not have no space taken up by game cases or whatnot and 
and the game cases are what made everything yeah. like when when our friends came over and they're like what the hell yeah god i mean like <laughs> definitely yeah. some good times man yeah no for sure i still i i don't buy the the hard copies of games anymore but i still do have all of leading them leading up that I, too. that i had throughout childhood yeah so um I would like to have, I don't know, some kind of really cool display of them at some point. But right now they're just sitting in a box in my closet <laughs> next to my front door. <laughs> I mean, and then the good thing about that, I'm not saying we are going to have kids, but when and if we do, we, you know, we have something to go back to. I don't want my kids to be, I guess it goes hand in hand with electronics in general, but I'll, I want to teach my kids right. kind of how I grew. So yeah. I guess that's a good benefit there. Did you, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. Did you have more for your top, your, your number five? Uh, those were right. Okay. What's your number? Uh, we didn't necessarily <laughs> set a certain way of how to do our top five, but I kind of went way back for when I was like really, really small. Uh, one of my favorite games was WCW versus NWO on the Nintendo 64, if any of you remember that. That was like wow. from sun up to sundown. Like, as a little kid, <laughs> I could not get enough of that. And uh, it's crazy that that game, given its time, uh, the creation suite for it, like, you couldn't change anybody's attire, but you could customize the, the colorways of their attires, which was super dope. And uh, yeah. me looking back at that was like, man, that you know, that's really cool. And uh, I just really miss playing it, so I'm probably going to invest in a Nintendo 64 here pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, I actually bought a Sega Genesis uh, last year for that reason. It was, nice. I, bought, I bought an old Genesis. To I was going to say, I'm kind of getting games, tired of those so, yeah. uh, those remake model things that are coming out with uh, pre-generated, or not pre-generated, like pre-installed games. I mean, the, it is cool, but... It takes uh, away from it, doesn't it? Like, I feel like... I feel like when you're not blowing <laughs> on the cartridges, putting them in, it's you're like, missing the whole is this experience. even the same? You look at a Sega Genesis, you're like, what is internal memory? <laughs> you know, and this the 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 new ones coming out uh, have like you know 500 pre-installed games, yeah. and you're like, what is this? It's That's it's not sure. natural, you know. And so yeah, I wanted to stay okay in the Nintendo 64 because with my top five, I kind of I kind of went like a three to five year difference between these games and uh mario party okay. was one of my favorite games growing up nintendo 64 yeah so there was a time in my life okay. where we kind of got forced out of the house we were living in where i originally grew up and uh so i had moved in with my cousins and uh, Nintendo 64 was our, our thing every single night. Like, it was crazy. It was uh, my cousin Junior, my cousin AJ, and, and their sister Mariah, my cousin Mariah. It was probably one of the best memories of my childhood because we, we got to have game nights and stuff like that. And uh, Mario Party, would that would where it would be. That's where, it would be. aside from, like, Smash Bros. and uh, Mario Kart. Yeah. But, yeah, we always... <laughs> my cousin Mariah, she would get so mad if she was losing that she would turn off the Nintendo 64. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, my brother would Always. do the same. Yeah. But those those are definitely some 
Mario Party was a, a big part of my childhood. Yeah. So I had a tough time with my number four um, because the top four to me, I played a lot. Actually, the top five to me, I played a lot. I have an honorable mention that I'll kind of explain in a little bit. But my number four was uh, Pokemon Leaf Green and Fire Red. Um, I chose those two because those are the two that I played the most. Um, I did play Red and Blue a couple years after they came out. Um, but Leaf Green and Fire Red were kind of... Uh, where I played the most and where I had the most understanding. So uh, it came out in 2004. Um, and yeah, I, it, it kind of drove me to where I am today. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I don't have too much to say about it anymore. I still have both copies today um, in my in my room, actually. I was okay. playing one about a couple months ago. So yeah, yeah I still have both Um I'm I'm a big collector though, so for anyone who doesn't really know that, I hold on to everything. I'm not necess- I'm not a when hoarder it comes sentimental. Per, per se, but like when it comes to video games, when it comes to like jerseys, when it comes to like old action figures that JC and I used to collect, I still have them. I, they're 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 stored somewhere, but I still have them because I'm yeah. I'm not one to get rid of sentimental stuff like that. So. Um, that leads me into my number three, and I know this is probably number one for a lot of, and I do mean a lot of people. Oh, um, man, Grand Theft Auto San uh, Grand Theft Auto in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 2004, it came out. Um, I got the like yeah. gold deluxe edition or whatever. I, I don't remember exactly what it was called, but it was like. It was this sick ass case that opened up in yep. like four different parts and had the big ass map of of San Andreas. Um, yeah, I I know you and I played that so much, just nonstop, <laughs> constantly putting in cheat codes. I can still tell you. you don't I can still tell you a bunch you of them right now. The <laughs> Got uh, Yeah. What? Well, well, you know, if you want the weapons, it's R one, R two, L one, R two, left oh, down, yeah. right up, left down, right up. You know how I can't it goes. remember the money code um, either, but that was my favorite. But yeah, obviously right that's a classic. Yeah, yeah, no, it was dope. Um, possibly yeah. one of the best games ever. Like it, it has to be up there. It has to be up there, and um, it didn't turn me into a serial killer. It didn't turn me into a mass shooter, um, despite what some people want to say. I don't want to get too political with it, but but I'm just saying I was playing it since I was well, it came out in 2004, so I was playing it since I was eight years old. That's and, what uh, blows my mind. Well, we we were so cool, young, guess, and we were allowed to play this <laughs> game. <laughs> I know, I know. My mom dead ass bought it for I me. The deluxe edition. Exactly <laughs> because uh, it was. I don't remember the year, but it was a Christmas that I spent with my grandma when she lived out on Alpine by your dad's old house, by the Alpine house. Yeah. No, no. You had you had it on Xbox, yeah. right? Yep. And I had it on PlayStation, PlayStation too. Oh, you did. Oh, okay. And then yeah, I I was a uh, okay. My mom's buddy Jeff is the one who actually got <laughs> for me, Russ. Uh, no, she didn't. Did your mom didn't. know about it? Gosh, oh, rest is. <laughs> Jeff was a good guy. He uh, he was one of my mom's friends. He would take me out golfing. That's where I picked up golfing at like a really young age. I wish I would have stayed with it, but shout out to Jeff for buying me fucking Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. That's that's what you buy a nine year old man <laughs> for Christmas. 
Yeah, so uh, <laughs> my number three, I tried to steer away from putting – I didn't want to put more than two wrestlings, that's for sure, because obviously wrestling's been a big part of both right. our lives. Uh, that being said, my favorite one of probably almost more than W. Oh, yeah, that's why it's number three on the list. Smackdown shut your mouth <laughs> on the PlayStation 1. Gosh, that was – that game was so fun. You could do virtually anything from creating really dope characters at such an early stage of video games, like digitally, like what you could do to them. Yeah. It was so far ahead of its time. And the fact that it took wrestling games a, a long time after like smackdown versus raw for them to implement like backstage fighting and all that stuff again and uh obviously Mm -hmm. shut your mouth being one of the originals uh you literally you could fight in times square which was super fun yeah and i found like hidden gems on youtube (laughs) like easter eggs that i didn't even know about and it makes me want to get another playstation one yeah Go back and play. But yeah, that's that's gonna do it for my number three. Number two. Okay, let me jump into the number uh, two. I'm pretty sure this has became everybody's favorite at some point in life. Whether you like shooting games or not, whether you're into uh, mm. sci-fi fiction, but Halo Two, Halo. Th- at number two, which is a funny coincidence, mm. I didn't realize till now. <laughs> Was definitely a fun <laughs> one, man. Uh, I think that's when they implemented the multiplayer, the co-op, and uh, me and my neighbor, right. this dude. Don't know his name. I'm sorry that I forgot. <laughs> but we're just going to give him Jose, okay? Jose. Uh, <laughs> so me and, me and Jose would play Halo 2, like, nonstop. Cause he'd invite me over all the time. Cause I lived literally right next door, and so that would be our thing, trying to beat the campaign. Like every every time we got done, we try to beat it faster than we did. Though, <laughs> would you have for number two? My number two, uh, I had the original, not the not the one that came out a couple years ago, but I had Star Wars Battlefront Two. Uh, came out in two thousand and five, and um, obviously, GoldenEye kind of gets the, uh, I mean, Jim, you know, 007 GoldenEye kind of gets the credit for uh, why first-person shooters like Call of Duty and, and whatnot are the, are the way they are today. Yeah. But I would like to point out that Battlefront 2 is definitely a catalyst for that. They had Team Deathmatch. They had, like, a, a domination. They had a capture the flag. They had all of that before Call of Duty. Years before Call of Duty ever came out, like the the multiplayer aspect of it, yeah, and they they had that against the computer, something that the um that Call of Duty multiplayer did not have until Black Ops One. They had it years before their time, and it wasn't even a, a necessarily supposed to be that kind of game. It wasn't a multiplayer game like that. It was it was obviously a Star Wars game that kind of was supposed to feature large battles, and it. 
it knocked it out of the park. People still love it today. There's been two Battlefronts made, uh, made since then, uh, more so in recent years on the PS4 and the Xbox One. And although both games are beautiful, they I, I just feel like they don't stack up to that classic Battlefront 2. It's, it's weird that they didn't market the first new-gen Battlefront as as Battlefront 2, considering there's already yeah. been an original. Well, the, well, there was a Battlefront 2 back in the day as well. That was the one I'm talking about, 2005. Okay, they, okay. When they came out with Battlefront on the PS4 and the, and the Xbox One, they uh, they were trying to do a reboot, and while the game was beautiful, it's absolutely stunning when you when you look at the graphics and whatnot. It it lacked very very important aspects of gameplay that uh, that that was nailed in two thousand five. Two thousand five was incredible. Yeah, yeah. I can't really say that I remember Battlefront. Uh, the Battlefront I do remember, and and was my first. Uh, actual like war type of game was a legit battlefront before call of duty as well i don't know if you remember uh it was like a first person shooter uh the battlefront bad company yeah 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 that's what it was yeah bad company 2 was dope was that before yeah that was before call of duty right or if not the same time I'm not sure the release date of the first Battlefield Bad Company, but Battlefield Bad Company 2 came out shortly after Modern Warfare 2, and it obviously, to at least to me, Modern Warfare 2 is, if not the best Call of Duty ever, it's like, you know, top three at least, to me, but um, Battle uh, Bad Company 2 definitely gave it a run for its money. It was an incredible game for that time. And then, let's see, now, oh, we're down to number one, and speaking of Call of Duty... And Battlefield, uh, I had Call of Duty Black Ops, not necessarily Black Ops 2, but Black Ops was a lot of nights stayed up playing zombies. Like, (laughs) this, this, uh, not saying that it was on your top five or should have been on your top five, but me and Knight spent endless, endless nights trying to get so far. And uh, yeah, Black Ops uh, tops it off for me for this week's top five. Yeah, yeah, I I almost put a Call of Duty on there, but um, is that would I that be a cliche because, thing? <laughs> no, it, it it's not cliche. It's just like I couldn't come down to to I couldn't put pinpoint one. Um, before I do tell you my number one, I wanted to give an honorable mention, um, and I it, it's only and I want to point out that it's only an honorable mention because I couldn't come out up with. I couldn't pick one. Um, so my honorable mention is SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, slash the SmackDown versus Raw series. Okay. Um, yeah. You and I probably put more time into this than possibly the developers of the game themselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, than in those games. The, the problem, the reason why it wasn't number one on my list was because I couldn't narrow it down to one. Um, there was like a 10 year span where, where uh, JC and I played it eight hours a day for seven days a week. And so <laughs> with that being said, it's really hard to narrow down exactly one because there was like an eight year span of, of games. Um, and because of that, my number one 
which I know you and I have a lot of memories playing, uh, Left for Dead. Oh, yeah, man. That was going to be <laughs> – oh, I had a hard time putting – it was legit between uh, Call of Duty and Left for Dead. I'm not shitting you. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, it came out in 2008, and, yeah, it was – it took me by storm. It was the reason why I bought a 360 um, as opposed to a PS3. And, yeah, it, it – I didn't like Left 4 Dead 2 as much. Yeah. I did play it a lot still, but Left 4 Dead 1, man, it was incredible, especially because due to, I mean, especially considering it's limited maps. There was only four maps at first. And we um, mastered the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was the one game that I thoroughly enjoyed literally just hunting the trophies that you get or the achievements if you're if you're on if you use the Xbox. But uh, JC and I used to literally play the same levels over and over and over, just trying to get certain achievements or trophies. I think my favorite achievement, probably one of the hardest was, the top two hardest was Crown, right? I believe it was called Crown, where you have to hit the uh, witch with a pistol. Yeah. Not hit her, yeah. but shoot her. And yeah. it has to be one shot, one kill, so I went like on that head of hers yeah i don't i don't remember i don't remember it with a pistol i remember it used to or I, I think the achievement itself was you had to one shot a witch and you did it with a pistol and it was like it was insane it, neither of us thought it was possible there was no youtube videos of it happening at the time like we were like what the fuck just happened <laughs> and not only that i, I think uh, at that time when that happened we were trying to achieve the uh, achievement where we played the whole level just a pistol yeah yeah and then you and then you killed the witch with the pistol and we we're like that's not possible we, we like looked it up on youtube didn't find it on youtube we we're like what the fuck is this? yeah definitely some crazy times yeah well let's go on to the next one uh we got our top fives done let's do uh, let's talk about what's in store for disney plus um, I know you were talking to me early in, earlier in the week about renting a certain movie that <laughs> ended up being released. So let, tell us about that. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm home with children. They they either love watching the same thing or or want to watch the newest thing. And so I got conned into ordering Onward, which which I do not mind. <laughs> And just to find out, like, not even a f- mm, yeah, it was probably the next day I found out that it was going to be released on Disney Plus, which I already have. <laughs> so, <laughs> how much did you spend for that? For that, rent? 20, 20, it was a $20 loss. It could have been, it could have <laughs> been worse. I, there was a time, uh, my, I let the, the girls play, um, Fortnite and they spent, Forty dollars on some V Bucks. <laughs> the little Them savages, dirty little gremlins. The little savages, I swear. Yeah. Um, oh, so Disney Plus. What are you excited for going forward? That they're that maybe they're releasing or they're working on. Um, 
what what's got your eye? I didn't even realize till earlier this week, but I seen the trailer for the new Mutants Marvel movie. I don't know if you've seen that. I haven't seen the trailer. I did. I heard about the movie itself, and I've been kind of keeping up with like the casting of it, but I haven't seen the trailer yet. Yeah, I feel bad that I haven't tried to be like strategic, like not necessarily strategic, but in the whole Marvel universe as I used to be, and. uh this one looks really dope, and I don't know uh, in what time frame, as far as the universe, this part's supposed to be, but it, it looks like a really good one. Okay, before we go any further, because you mentioned Marvel, I, I wanted to tell a story, um, and I'm going to kind of put you on blast a little bit. Oh, but, uh, oh no! It, it's good. <laughs> it people kind of, I know it, kind of a laugh. I know exactly what you're talking about. Go ahead. So, a uh, couple years ago, uh, a big movie was coming out, a big Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> movie. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have heard of it. It's called, it's called Avengers Infinity War. Uh, um, to me, it's the best Marvel movie ever made. Well, we decided to go to it. Uh, it wasn't opening night. I think it was Saturday night. So, it was the night after it, it opened. It's still absolutely packed in the theaters. But we decided to go. Uh, it was JC and I and about a group of like 10 strong. Like it was a bunch of us. We're all going to go. Um, and, and it was cool. We had a plan. Uh, we, we all bought the tickets. We were all kind of waiting outside of the theater um, over by over, over kind of by the Delta, just, you know, kind of pre-gaming, having a, having a good. So yeah, we were pre-gaming uh, outside of the theater, basically uh, with about 10 of us. And when we were yeah we were about 10 deep getting ready to watch infinity war and we we finally go in um and and now i will i will give you this before i finish the story i will say that the seats were really comfortable but that does not excuse <laughs> what jc did while watching infinity war so we were about three minutes in to the movie um don't even know what the hell's going on yet. I look over to my left, and JC is out like a light. He's out sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I'm I'm not gonna wake him up. You know, he he obviously he was all tuckered out. So I say, okay, you know, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the movie with the other nine people that we got with us. You know, and you know, I'll see you later. Well, we watched the entire movie. And towards the end credits, or towards the end, getting closer to the credits, JC finally wakes up <laughs> and misses the whole damn movie. Now, oh, obviously, being the, the movie that it is, I cannot believe he slept through it. But I don't know. Here we are. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The last thing I remember before knocking out was, like, obviously the intro to the movie. And then... I wake up to <laughs> And you see you see the 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 remain the Avengers just just walking away from the final the like the final fight of the movie and Yeah. Where everyone's was, getting turned to dust and everything yeah. getting... I could not <laughs> I could not believe myself, man. That was definitely a good time. Yeah. Well, going back to the Disney Plus releases, um, I think the thing I'm most excited for, uh, 
isn't even Marvel related. It's it's actually Star Wars related. Yeah, um, Mandalorian too. Uh, damn, damn. When when Disney Plus came out, that show took everybody by storm. I don't know if it was Baby Yoda. I don't know if it was how badass the Mando was. I don't know if it was Carl Weathers. I don't know, but <laughs> took everyone by storm. Yeah, like, and thinking about it, there was I never really seen any promotion for Disney Plus as as much really until like. I had heard about the Mandalorian, so I'm not gonna lie. The Mandalorian is Mandalorian, and the fact that being a Verizon customer and getting it for free for a year—those are the two things that baited me in to Disney yeah. Plus. Yeah, I subscribed strictly for Mandalorian, and um, I, I still have Disney Plus. I still watch it, but man, it was it was crazy how like how invested i was so quickly because i didn't i didn't start watching it the first week i started watching it when episode two came out and yeah it was i was like man this is this is crazy obviously baby yoda uh was was a a huge highlight but oh yeah the show itself was so well put together it really was like you you don't even necessarily have to be a star wars fan to get into the show because that's how good it is and you literally don't have to have any prior Star Wars knowledge just to jump in to this Mandalorian yeah. show. Yeah, it tells you what you need to know. And if you know all the background information, then yeah, you you, you kind of know a different side of it. But if you don't know all the background information, you can still watch Mandalorian and know exactly what you need to know. It's very well written, very well acted, and very well directed. Uh, and for those who don't know, the, the person who directed Mandalorian season one was the same exact director as Iron Man one and Iron Man two. Uh, his name's John Favreau and he is, uh, he's, he's actually the guy who plays happy in all of the, in all the Marvel movies that he's in. He's a uh, Tony Stark's bodyguard. And obviously he's in the Spider-Man movies as well, but uh, that's the director of Mandalorian. Nice. Yes, Mr. Favreau, shout out to him for being, being a genius. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> being a, a, a director. Artist. Yeah. So, uh, another thing that I'm excited for, and I, I can't quite pinpoint which one I'm most excited for, but there's three Marvel, uh, Marvel Universe, Cinematic Universe uh, TV shows coming to uh, Disney. Plus. Uh, there is Loki, uh, Winter Soldier, and the Falcon. Um, and WandaVision, which is which is Scarlet Witch and Vision. Yeah, I I'm really anticipated for the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think I think all of them are going to be really good. Loki Loki's kind of to me the 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 biggest mystery because like what what's he going to do? You know, is is he is he going to constantly be on Earth? Is he going to be solving? You know. Uh, is it is it gonna take place in this timeline? Is it gonna? I don't know. It can, for all we know, it can happen on a different planet. We don't really know exactly what it's gonna be yet. The other two, you can kind of guess uh, approximately what's you know like where it's gonna take place. But Loki, it can be in a different universe. It could be in a different time. Anything. And I I know we sound a little uh, well. We have to be Marvel biased because it's. Disney Plus, <laughs> and uh, oh, the good thing about Mar like just 
just Marvel and DC and uh and, and Star Wars like all these cool sci-fi flicks uh how the TV shows tie into the movies in all different timelines but they all cord- yeah. yeah they're all yeah, in it's a, a, it's, a, it's a seamless universe for sure that's what I really like about it. Yeah. And I was going to chime in when we were talking about um, Infinity War that uh, another release, I, I'm going to miss not seeing Scarlet on the big screen. So uh, <laughs> Black Widow, which takes place after Captain America Civil War and before Infinity War in in the Mar- uh, Marvel timeline. I was kind of looking forward to that because uh, not only Scarlet Johansson, but uh, the whole Black Widow storyline. Uh, surprised that they decided to give her her own uh, her own movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I uh, I didn't think it would happen. I every time. I mean, for you know, for five, six, seven years now, they've been kind of hinting at a Black Widow uh, led uh, solo movie, and uh, it it kind of never came to fruition. And then out of nowhere, it finally did. And you're like, wow, because a, a they they actually started working on a Black Widow film back in 2004, and that was that was well before Iron Man even came out. Yeah, or uh, the Hulk. They started working on that in 2004, and it and and they kind of felt at the time that a um, a female led superhero movie wouldn't do very well. That that was kind of the that was kind of the notion, and luckily, luckily since then it, that. That kind of is has been put to rest, uh, especially with with the whole uh, with Captain Marvel coming out and with um, uh, Wonder Woman probably being the best DC movie at least out in in recent years uh, in that you in that universe. Yeah. I, I think Joker might be the best. Oh, true, true. Uh, but I don't. I'm not sure exactly where the Joker falls in the in that universe in the uh, Batman versus Superman universe, but. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to Black Widow. Is that or for Black Widow? Is that coming out on Disney Plus? Yeah, yep, how it are they is. Doing that? I believe so. Um, I don't considering the state ban is till the end of. I want to say this month. Uh, they'll probably extend it. Uh, and oh dang, I should have noted when the release date was uh, for... The release date, I'm looking at the release date right now for Black Widow, and it's saying November 6th, 2020. Oh, then that's nothing to worry about. So we've got a while, we got a, we got a while to go. Um, yeah, doing my notes, I should have kind of uh, correlated with the uh, the times right now. We tried to touch on the, the shows that uh, well, I wanted to touch on shows or movies that we're supposed to, well, kind of more movie-wise that we're supposed to release, but are now being released on Disney Plus. Right. Oh, uh, just one more. Uh, I believe we got time for one more, possibly, or uh, maybe two. Uh, Free Guy. Have you heard of Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds? No, I haven't. Oh man, you definitely got to check that trailer out. Uh, I believe it's just a random, no specific, uh, video game is supposed to be related to it or anything but he is a non-playable character in this movie or which Hmm. is based on a video game so he's just a background character uh you would see what that you wouldn't even you know just your daily 
Right. So he comes self-aware of himself and things go a little different and he starts changing up the way the game goes technically no way yeah so it's pretty interesting like he has no skills whatsoever so everything is new to him that he he's doing throughout the movie that's dope and he's an npc too right? yeah so, yeah that's crazy yeah I, I haven't heard of it but i'm definitely gonna watch the trailer because that that yeah that sounds dope <laughs> uh, and also i did not uh do my fact check on when that one releases so i'm not sure if it's december 11th, okay okay so right. then again another movie we don't have to worry about later in the year yeah it'll, it'll be you can up. go enjoy it like a normal person we hope so <laughs> uh. <laughs> i don't mind i miss going to the movies so i'm not gonna lie it was nothing that i did regularly but when it came down to movies that i did want to go see i miss my haircuts uh, i haven't got one in a while it's getting kind of long i think at this point i might just grow it out <laughs> i was gonna say do you have a mustache or a beard right now at all yeah, yeah, I do. I have my beard. Going. I kind of want to do a challenge shaved... for our listeners. <laughs> I shaved that. I I did shave it uh, last week, but it's it's going again. But my my hair itself is definitely out of uh, out of control. It's longer than what it usually is. Okay, well, I'm not um, willing to chop. It might my... be the longest. It might be the longest since uh, we grew it out back in back in whatever year we grew it. Our oh, hair. Out. I gotta see that. I gotta see that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My hair situation. I'm not considering. Uh, I want to. I kind of want to do a uh, challenge, sort of, uh, so to say. Uh, but I'm not willing to cut my hair off because I was gonna. Yeah. I was gonna throw my 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 little goatee out there. I was gonna. I was willing to put that on the line. What challenge are you thinking? I don't know. I I didn't. I honestly didn't think it through. I was. It was just a. Uh, one of those thought bubbles out there, and I, I reached for it, not mm. thinking. You want to you want to put our facial hair on the line, but you don't know what you want to put it on the line. For. Yeah, only because ultimately <laughs> I've been in the decision like, hey, all this is going on, why don't I just shave my face for for the one time? Because I've never really, yeah. never really done it. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know. Last time I've been clean shaven, like freshman year, sophomore year. Not necessarily that I've always had a beard, but I've always had stubble at the very least. Yeah. But I don't I don't think I've actually straight up clean shaven since freshman or sophomore <laughs> year. I just think it'd be something fun and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Well we'll work on yeah. it next week. Save that. Episode yeah. three. We will uh we will introduce some kind of bet, some kind of wager, some kind of uh something that one of us is going to uh Probably have to shave, if not both. We'll see what kind. We'll see what happens. Yeah. So until then, you guys, thank you, thank you for the the listeners that we got week one. Uh, it's not legit stats, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go off that reference, and I'm I'm not gonna say I'm okay with that because this is our first time podcasting, but that's way more than what I expect to say the least. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. No, no. Uh, I was just helping you wrap up here. Um, I have decided upon a title. Um, nobody's going to get it except for you and I, but that's okay. Uh, the title of this episode will be called I'm So Paid. Shout out to Akon. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. This has been JJ Today. Have a good one. Well, yeah.